1: Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBC PFL. It's Thursday. It's May 6th. It's 2021. And we have eight MLB games to talk about here on today's slate. Early start time, 105 Eastern start time on today's main slate. Um, so, day baseball. There's nothing better than day baseball. You know, Even if you're working, you can pull up at bat and just kind of hope you get the in-play runs when your guys are up to bat and um, all that fun stuff. But I'm joined today by Keith Eiser, Eyes819. What's happening, my friend?
2: Not a whole lot. Yeah, uh, Day baseball is a lot of fun. Hopefully, we get some good weather with the sun shining. It's usually warmer during the day. So uh, we're going to need some good weather because there's a lot of good pitching on this slate. So hopefully, we can find some offense here.
1: Yeah, we hope. Yeah. Um... <laughs> All right, let's get into this slate. Before we do that, um, if you guys haven't checked out SuperDraft, make sure you head on over there. Use the promo code GRINDERS and get the $50 instant deposit when you deposit $50 or more on your first deposit. Also, today, running a Super Draft free roll for NBA. The NBA guys will be talking about it as well, but head on over to Roto-Grinders. We have Lineup HQ now in... Um, super drafted in lineup HQ. So you get the instant 50 first deposit along with the deposit match up to $500. Um, so use that promo code grinders. So check it out. It's $2,500 NBA free roll 3000 entry max. Um, it's five entries a piece and it's championship mode. It's their single game mode and it's for the nets and the Mavericks game at seven thirty on the, Thursday night tonight, so make sure you guys are checking out that free roll. Get in on it, and um, yeah, free money is always very nice. So Let's talk baseball. We got some day baseball, like we said, and uh, we start here with Milwaukee at Philadelphia. It's a seven total. Milwaukee is a 120 favorite. A lot of respect here for Woodruff. It's Woodruff and Wheeler. A lot of respect for Woodruff. Um, I'm going to start with that because this Milwaukee team is definitely struggling right now. So a lot of, a um, lot of respect for Woodruff going up against Wheeler. Um, what's your thoughts here on Woodruff?
2: I really like Woodruff uh, just great stuff. Um, it really depends on whether Bryce Harper ends up back in the lineup or not. Um, I think he, he would obviously be the biggest threat to Woodruff with his left-handed power. Um, but the rest of the Phillies lineup, most of their, their powers from the right side. So if there's no Harper in this lineup, um, I love Woodruff in tournaments. Uh, I know it's a tough ballpark. Philly does have some power, like I mentioned, but, uh, I think he's a great tournament play and he's in consideration for me if I'm paying up twice in cash.
1: I think like realistically, both of these pitchers are really great. Um, they're, they're two of the better pitchers on the slate and, you could potentially play both of these guys. Um, like you said, if Harper's out of the lineup, it's it's definitely a bump for Woodruff. The good thing about Woodruff is he's good against both lefties and righties. So he's going to generate ground balls. He's going to give up a little hard contact, but more to lefties and righties. He's very, very, very good against righties. And, you know, you look at this lineup and outside of Harper, McCutcheon, Hoskins, Ramuto, they're mostly – right-handed power bats so this is a really good matchup for woodruff and then on the other side of this game wheeler like he's expensive but if you're not going to play garrett cole i think you could go both of these guys and zach wheeler is a guy that is very good against righties and has decent stuff against lefties doesn't allow a lot of power to lefties and this lineup is just it's bad there's a lot of bad bats in this lineup and i think you can go both of these guys
2: Yep, love Wheeler as well. Yelich um, tried to make a comeback. He returned to the injured list, so they're without their best hitter. There, there's just nothing really to be afraid of in this Brewers lineup. Uh, looking at plate IQ, uh, striking out twenty nine percent this year against right-handed hitters or right-handed pitchers. So yeah, Wheeler definitely a play.
1: Um, any bats here on the Milwaukee side that you like?
2: Uh, they're super cheap again, so. <laughs> um yeah I probably won't full stack them even though they're cheap and it would like let you get up to the very top of the pitching range um but I think you can use a couple of them to fill in here uh Kane and Garcia would probably be my favorite Wheeler's got neutral splits throughout his career so uh I think you could chase power on either side of the plate Vogelbach and Shaw would be the other two
1: I mean, I'll probably stay away from bats in this game. This is a good ballpark, though, for bats, especially left-handed power bats. But I think overall this is a game, I'm gonna, even on the Philly side, I really just don't have interest in the bats in this game. We have an eight-game slate, which is super solid for a daytime slate, and just nothing really standing out to me in this one. So is there anything on the Philly side that
2: you like? Uh, no, I'm, I'm with you there. This is This is not one of my favorite games to target.
1: We're going to have plenty of targets. Don't you worry. Um, Houston at New York. It's a seven and a half total. New York's a 200 favorite. We got McCullers going up against Cole. Two really solid pitchers here. Um, any interest here in McCullers?
2: I don't think that we're going to need him on this slate. Uh, I mentioned a lot of good pitching. We've already talked about two of them. we got a couple more to go, including the one in this game. Um, in Yankee Stadium against a lot of power on the Yankee side, uh, I'm not playing McCullers today.
1: Yeah, um, I'm probably gonna pass on this one as well.
2: I mean he, he always has that K upside, and the Yankees do strike out, so if he is if ownership projections are showing him down at like three percent owned or something, maybe you take a shot in a large tournament. But outside of that, that's it.
1: Yeah, but is the Yankees strikeout thing like false? Like I, Stanton and Judge strike out, but the rest of the lineup really doesn't. Well, Sanchez strikes out, um, but you look at it and like the rest of this lineup is in that like 12 to like 19% range. So I think the days of like the Yankees striking out at a high clip might be over Stanton and judge and Sanchez. They're going to strike out um, or they're going to hit a home run off you. So, um, you know, there is some upside here from McCullers, but it's Yankee stadium. It's a day game. And I just don't know if there's as much upside in like if McCullers is pitching well, like if he's throwing a really good game, do we really expect them to keep letting him go 110 pitches? I just, I find that like that, that Tampa game was like u- uber ceiling.
2: Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and we've got options on this slate. I don't think we need it. Um, Garrett Cole
1: on the other side of this game, obviously one of the best pitchers in baseball, one of the most elite strikeout pitchers in baseball, 37% strikeout rate, 15.7% swinging strike rate since the start of last season. Faces this Houston team that doesn't strike out a lot. Do you prefer the bats of not striking out, or do you prefer Garrett Cole's elite, and I'll play him against anybody?
2: Garrett Cole is matchup proof. Yeah. Uh... You mentioned his numbers since the start of last year. They're even better this year. Uh, his, his K rate is over 40%. He's not walking anybody. I mean, this is one of the top two or three pitchers in baseball. So uh, and he, and it's not like he's over 11 K 10 and a half K is a fair price. I'm going to play a lot of Cole, even against Houston.
1: I I'm with you. Um, it, it's just, it's a spot. I, I feel like he's matchup proof and, just think of, like, Jacob DeGrom in this spot. we pay 11 eleven 5 for him. Um, Cole yep. seems expensive at 10 5 but we're going to get into some of these stacks that are, like, extremely underpriced on this slate. So, yeah, there's some expensive stacks to play up for this slate. We have some really bad pitchers on this slate. Like, I don't want to, like, hide that at all. Um, There's going to be stacks we're going to love today, but I think Cole is someone, like realistically you're probably paying up for pitching on this slate because there's not a ton of cheap options. And I think the guy you're potentially looking at is like Michael Pineda and you never, yeah. ever feel good about playing Michael Pineda.
2: I, I, spoiler alert. I'm going to feel good about him today.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I listen, you can feel good about it, but you never feel good. <laughs> Until, like, you see that, like, 18 to 25-point range, and you're like, pull him! Get him out of the game! I'll take it! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Any Houston bats in this one? Uh, No chance. The Yankees have a really high implied total in this game, but even in this matchup, um, just you're not getting any kind of discount on DraftKings for the matchup. I think Stanton's in play. He's 4,400. We know the upside that he has in any kind of matchup. I think Stanton is the guy that I would be most likely to play here.
2: Yeah, I kind of like the stack. I mean, McCullers can get wild. If he comes out and is walking people, runs the pitch count up, maybe you get into the the bottom part of that Houston bullpen and and the Yankees can really do some damage then. Um, I don't know that I'll be hunting power against McCullers, but if if you want to stack them, I'm okay with that.
1: Um yeah moving on we're gonna get into some bats here this is gonna be one of those games where we're gonna get into some bats we got Detroit at Boston Turnbull against Eovaldi in this one eight and a half total Boston a huge favorite 220 favorite for Boston one of the highest implied team totals on the slate um do you have any interest here in Turnbull
2: no he, he doesn't strike anybody out he's not gonna go much over five six innings um he is 6.8 K. So if you need somebody really cheap, he, he's not a terrible option, but even then I think there's, there's one better option down there as well. So, no,
1: his number scream so much regression. Um, but yeah, I, I think a high walk guy and a guy that, like you said, doesn't really strike people out going up against um, an offense like the Red Sox. Um, this is a, this is a tough spot for ter- Spencer Turnbull and, and just, the bullpen's not great for Detroit either. So um, that's why Boston's definitely one of the best stacks in the slate. Let's go to Eovaldi here. We talked about like, we want to pay up for pitching. He's a guy like right below that top tier that I think is like super playable in this spot.
2: Oh man. If this was a different slate, I mean, we've we've already talked about Woodruff, Wheeler, Cole, and and we mentioned Pineda also. So, I mean, I said, there's a lot of good pitching. Those those guys right there are the guys on a different slate. Eovaldi is in an absolute smash spot against this, Terrible Detroit team. Uh, they strike out at almost 30% against right-handers. Uh, their ISO is down at like 120. Um, so, yeah, I mean, all is absolutely in play as one of the top options in the mid-range um, against this terrible Tigers team.
1: Yep. Um, they're one of the worst teams in baseball. Lefties, righties, doesn't matter. They're one of the worst teams in baseball. I think they're 29th in Woba and. 29th and wrc plus against righties and i think they're second in strikeout rate against righties this season and they're like first or like worst against uh lefties so this detroit offense is just we're we're pretty much attacking them with any legit pitcher and eovaldi after some struggles has looked really good um you know to start the season so i like eovaldi a lot in this spot and it really just comes down to ownership. Is everybody going to pay Woodruff, Wheeler, and Cole? That's where Ivaldi becomes super interesting. Um, I have zero interest in the Detroit bets. Yeah, me either. Love the Red Sox though. I, I think the Red Sox, like I said, I think they're one of the top stacks on the slate. They're not cheap. Um, you know, we'll see if goes back in the lineup. He's really cheap. But like Kiki Hernandez, Dollback, these guys make the stack a lot cheaper. Um, if if for some reason you want to like wrap around stack and go like Frenchy Kiki Devers, JD Xander, like you're getting Frenchy Cordero at, at 2200 and you're getting Kiki Hernandez at 3900. So it would make the stack work, work the stack a lot easier. And if, if for some reason, if Purdue goes back and Devers is not batting second, like, all right, now I'm getting a $4,200 or a, or yeah, $4,200 hitter instead of a $5,200 hitter. doesn't matter if it's a righty or lefty. This is a spot you want to play these socks, bats, Turnbull, like I said, some regression coming and he's not like much different lefties or righties.
2: Yeah. Verdugo being in there would be a huge bump. I think he'd be my top target just because of the price, uh, just a little bit too cheap. Uh, the other guys are, are mostly over 5k outside of Hernandez. So, um yeah i think verdugo back in there would make it very stackable
1: um yeah nothing else let's move on we got texas at minnesota jordan lyles against Pineda. no total in this game we'll see what it ends up being here but uh, expect minnesota to be pretty heavy favorites in this one um do you have any interest here in jordan lyles
2: no interest in jordan lyles
1: yeah, have a lot of interest in the Minnesota bats, but no interest in Lyles. Um, don't really expect him to throw over 90 pitches. And he's just a guy that I think he's given up at least three runs in every start, except for one this season. Um, He's just not very good at missing bats. And he was like, he was really good a few years ago. And just, I don't know. He's a journeyman too. Like he's been on a bunch of different teams and uh Michael Pineda again, never feel great about roster. Michael Pineda. Because they'll be, like, if you watch this game, Michael Pineda will throw a couple fastballs right down the middle and you'll be like, what is he doing? (laughs) Um, It happens every time. And I've been talking about this for this guy for years. If you've been listening to the podcast for years, you already know this, but this team strikes out at such a high clip and – the lineup is just not great overall. They have power, but they're not great overall. Like it, It's a good spot from Pineda outside the one or two home runs that he probably gives up in this spot.
2: Yeah, I, I love him. And if you can't afford two of the, the studs in cash, he's he's the guy for me for sure. Uh, the price is great. Uh, he's actually been pretty good this year, 25% strikeout rate, 5% walk rate. It's, it's the walk rate that's surprising there. Um, he can get a little bit wild. Um, but if he can keep that under control, Texas is going to strike out. He can rack up some points for sure. He's, he's one of my favorite guys in this range.
1: Um. All right. So with that being said, going to the Texas bat side of things, I honestly, if Pineda is going to be chalk, I don't think the Texas bats are the craziest idea because low Garcia Gallo, it would probably be more of a three man stack for me with those three guys. But not only do they have a ton of upside, the, the pricing on them is fantastic. Um, you know, you're getting every single piece of that, like three man stack under 4k Gallo's 3,100 Lowe's 3,600 and Garcia's 3k. So you're getting a really cheap stack. There's ways that like Pineda might pay off and the, that secondary stack might work too. I wouldn't play that, but um, I, I think that secondary stack is super interesting here.
2: I do too. And I don't even mind the full stack. Uh, you mentioned their prices Calhoun. If he grabs the leadoff spot is 2.7 K still Um, Dow, If you want to go a little bit lower in the order. So, I mean, and that those are two more lefties that you can add. Um, And that would allow you to get like Cole and Wheeler, which would, would be awesome if, if Texas can get the Pineda. So um, I don't mind the full stack either.
1: Um, Any interest here in the Minnesota bats? (laughs)
2: Uh <laughs> yeah, I I mean top top stack on the slate, definitely just power up and down the lineup. Um Buxton has been playing out of his mind. Cruz is just mashed for 15 years. Um Kepler and Donaldson at the top. Uh absolutely anyone. I mean, Simmons is probably the one guy that I would leave out of it.
1: Yeah. Um I think they're all just play them all. Um, Minnesota is in an absolute great spot here. It's baseball and there's variance and anything can happen, but this is just a great spot. And, and Garver might get the day off because it's a day game after night game. And, you know, catchers usually get that off. So it would open up a cheap catcher. Um, 3,400. I know he's been kind of off to a slow start this season, but there's just so many cheap bats in this game, um, on both sides. That are just so juicy, so juicy. So, um, we'll kind of see what happens. But I want like Jake Cave to crack the lineup. I'll play Jake Cave against Lyles too, because Lyles is not striking anybody out. I could hit off Jordan Lyles. <laughs> Give me a, put me in, coach. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Moving on. We got the Mets and the Cardinals. Uh, eight total in this one. Mets a slight favorite at 120. It's Walker against Gantt. Um, any interest here in Walker?
2: I like the price tag. He's been okay this year, but I'd prefer to play Pineda in this range. And, uh, we talked about the guys at the top, so I I just don't think we need him.
1: If Pineda is going to be massive chalk and St. Louis rolls out that like super right-handed heavy lineup, Walker's a good pivot. Um, Walker is much better against righties limits the power against righties, um, strikeout rates around the same to both, but it's, it's, he does a much better job of like not getting blown up by right-handed bets. So if Pineda is going to be chalk and you get a good lineup for Walker, I don't think he's the worst pivot. Um, but I'm with you. I probably play Pineda or if I'm stacking against Pineda, then you're paying up for double pitchers because the stack is just so cheap. So, um, the only way you're ending up on Walker on this slate probably is if you think Pineda is going to be super chalky and you just want to be different. So, um, Gant on the other side of this game, like he's another guy that has done good jobs, um, against righties generating a ton of ground balls. Um, this lineup is kind of mixed to it'll have lefties and righties in there. It's not like the greatest lineup. It looks great on paper, but, um, you know, you would think this lineup's a lot better, but, I probably won't play Gant on this slate, but I don't think I'd talk you off of playing him.
2: I'm not really interested, and I—I I mean, maybe I have too much respect for the Mets. Like, what's going on with Francisco Lindor? What, like, he just went to New York and forgot how to hit? Um, but a lot of lefties that, like you said, should be good. I mean, McNeil and Conforto in there. Like, I, I'm not playing Gant today.
1: Yeah. Um, I probably won't play a lot of bats against him. I think if you're going to play bats against Gan, it needs to be lefties or like a guy like Pete Alonzo who hits the ball in the air against anybody Um, is really the only guys that I would play here in this spot.
2: Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I like the stack a little bit more than you, I think. And, and again, maybe that's just chasing what we perceive these guys to be more than what they have been. But uh, it just seems like there's a lot of talent in the lineup can't is an average pitcher probably but but he's not somebody that, that can that'll go out and shut you down um so i just i like the way they set up against him.
1: all right um i don't know i wouldn't talk you off of it and then on the cardinal side of things like uh, any lefty that cracks the lineup is in play uh walker is a lot better against uh righties than he is lefties but I don't think I'm going to go out of my way to play Cardinals in this spot. Outside of like just stacking them, like I think the stack is always in play.
2: Yeah, Dylan Carlson is cheap, uh, and if he's at the top of the lineup, that that makes sense. Maybe as a one-off if he's lower owned. Um, but yeah, not a ton of interest outside of that.
1: All right, um, we're cruising along today. Just cruising. Ah, uh, this slate is fun though. Uh, we got McKenzie against Duffy, Cleveland against Kansas City. It's eight and a half total. Kansas City's a one thirty-five favorite. Um, let's start here with McKenzie. Any interest in him in this spot?
2: Um, I've said it so so much already, but maybe on a different slate, it just feels like I'm going to be paying up for pitching. Six point six is a is a great price, and I would normally have some interest here, but. Kansas City doesn't strike out a bunch. Uh, McKenzie has has walked a ton of people this year, so uh, it's just not a spot that I'm looking to target.
1: A lot is an understatement. Um, The guy is struggling with command big time. Like, we talk about, like, Otani being a guy that struggles with, like, command. This dude is, yeah, like – Kansas city is one of the best cheap stacks on the slate because this guy just cannot throw strikes. And when he does, you know, he leaves them over the plate. Like he's walked at least four guys in three in four of his five starts. um, and, And allowed at least three runs in three of those five starts. So definitely like the Kansas city side. And, you know, we go to the other side of this game and we have Danny Duffy who, I don't know what he has found. But this looks like Danny Duffy of a few years ago where it was like, this guy has some legit stuff. Um, listen, the numbers scream massive regression. He's not going to finish the season with a .6 ERA. But like his ex and Sierra are about three runs higher. And you look at the Cleveland team. They're not the best team in the league against left-handed pitching. Like this is another one of those cases where the argument can be made to play duffy it's just you're really taking the risk of like the the team the two guys that you're fading in this range like you're fading wheeler and woodruff in this range um, and even iavaldi yeah, yeah it, it's just duffy's going to be low owned i just don't know if if this is the the spot i uh, i wouldn't talk you off of it but i don't know if it's what i'm going to end up doing
2: I prefer Evaldi just because the matchup is so much better um, but Duffy ha- he really has been awesome. I mean 29% K rate this year um, and Cleveland is is like you mentioned not as great against lefties so <laughs> it's it's just another spot that there's there's just too much good around him that I don't think we need to go here. but yeah I mean he's, he's totally fine. if you love him I I'm all for it.
1: Uh, Let's talk bats here. I'm definitely not going to play Cleveland bats against Duffy. Like if you're not playing him, you at least got to respect the way that he's been pitching this season. And in like, who would you really play? Jose Ramirez like Reyes, I guess, but that's, that's really it.
2: Yeah. I, I'm not attacking Duffy.
1: Um, All right. The other side, like I already said it. I like Kansas city. What are your thoughts here?
2: Yeah, I like Kansas City a lot, too. Um, McKenzie can get wild. They can start getting some traffic on the bases. Kansas City puts the ball in play, makes a lot of contact, so absolutely full stack them up here. Um, ben Intendi, if he hits at the top of the order at 3K, he's one of my favorite plays on the slate. Uh, Witt leading off, obviously, and then you got the big guys behind him with Santana Perez and, and Soler, even Dozier. Um, so, yeah, they're, I, the top six I absolutely love.
1: Yeah, and you can make you can make this a really cheap stack with Ben Atendi, Solaire, um, O'Hearn if he cracks the lineup, like these guys are super interesting in this spot. And then, you know, kind of pick two of those expensive guys if you want to go a full five man stack here. Um, and even like Dozier, if you don't want to play O'Hearn, um is super solid in this spot. So yeah, I like Kansas City a lot. Like I said, um they're definitely a cheap team to attack on this slate. Uh, Toronto at Oakland, eight total in this one. Toronto's a 150 favorite. We get Ryu against Fires. Um, Any interest here in Ryu coming off uh, the IL?
2: I think we need to see something on a pitch count. Um, I'm not sure exactly what his issue was. I I didn't look into that, but um, it's kind of the same situation we just talked about with Duffy where there's plenty of options here. Oakland has some power, especially from the right side. I don't think we is a guy that we need today.
1: Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't think it makes a ton of sense to play him in this spot. Um, there's just too many, there's just too many people. Yep. Too many people. Um, and then like the other side, I don't think I want to play fires in this spot. <laughs> um, you could you could try to talk me into it, but like, I don't know. Fires has always been like a reverse splits guy. And you just look at the lineup, like Simeon, Bichette, Vlad, Tiosker, grichik like they're all righties. Like this seems like a spot you want to run very far away from fires.
2: Yeah. I mean, we just talked about passing on guys like Danny Duffy and, and Hinjan We're not, we're not playing Fires, No way. I
1: think the Toronto stack is my favorite stack on the slate.
2: I am right with you on that. Uh, Like they're
1: going to go under owned. Nobody's going to play them over like Boston and these other teams. We're not going to likely have their lineup before lineup lock. It'd be really close even if we do. And like, it just, man, it seems like a great spot to play them.
2: I think they're going to hit four or five home runs probably. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Fires is
1: not lasting long in this game.
2: Yeah. No chance.
1: No, I'm with you. I I really like this spot for Toronto. Like, I've been waiting to talk about it, and it just it sets up really good. Like, you can get a few expensive bats. There's plenty of you know Tioscar's 4K, Gritchik's 3800. Gritchik's kind of like a reverse spitz hitter too. So is Tioscar. So like, this is this spot just screams play everyone.
2: Yeah. Fires is a huge fly ball guy too. And and yeah. Toronto hits the ball on, on the ground quite a bit. I mean, just as a group. Um, so that, that's not really going to be an issue. That's why I'm saying, I, I think there's, this is a huge power spot for Toronto.
1: Let's do it. Let's hope it works out. Um, because I'm right there with you. I like the spot a lot for them. And again, I, anytime you don't get a team's lineup, especially in a day slate before lock, people go crazy about that kind of stuff and it always lowers the ownership on these teams.
2: So, um, anything here on the Oakland side that you like? Um, I'm not going to stack against Ryu. I like to target guys with control issues typically. And Ryu is like the opposite of that. He has excellent control. Uh, but I don't mind look, hunting for a home run with, uh, the righties. Uh, I think Chapman would be my top option to do that. Probably Canna or Loreano next could even go Piscotty if you wanted to, but it's just going to be a one-off for a home run. Yeah,
1: it'd be Canna, Lorean,o Chapman, I think would be. And like if Sean Murphy, if you want to pay up a little bit at catcher, uh, if he's in the lineup, uh, is always an interesting pay-up spot at catcher, which is something you should never do. Um, Atlanta at Washington is where we finish it out. Nine and a half total in this one. Washington, a 125 favorite. We got Drew Smiley against John Lester. I'll be honest. I was not expecting Washington to be favored in this game. Um, Do you have any interest here in Drew Smiley?
2: Man, it depends on Soto. It it really doesn't even depend on Soto. Um, I I don't think that we need him. Uh, I think that he might project well point per dollar. Um, But I think that uh, going up... At pitching is going to be the way and he's not going to project as well point per dollar as Pineda, so not going to use him
1: yeah this is a spot where Smiley might strike out seven and give up like three home runs yeah like this is another stack that you should really like him this late Washington is a team you should really like him this late like we'll talk about that in a second um John Lester on this side like John Lester is not good anymore um and like he's just, he's not going to miss bats against a team that has a lot of power. Um, and I feel like that is recipe for success for the bats.
2: Yeah, I'm no chance. I'm playing Lester. Uh, just doesn't have the strikeout stuff anymore. Can get wild at times. I mean, he he can limit hard contact, but sometimes he just doesn't have it at all either. So, um, not playing him.
1: Listen, you're a Cubs fan. I'm a Red Sox fan. I got the good John Lester. Um all right. <laughs> I got we, the good.
2: There was a couple good years in Chicago there. He was he was pretty good in 15 and 16, I think it was. The World Series run, he had a ERA under three for sure.
1: Um, all right, let's talk bats here. We'll start with Atlanta. Um probably my favorite cheap catcher on the slate is Contreras, is as, as long as he's in the lineup. He's 2.9 K. Um, definitely somebody that I'm going to use quite a bit in this spot. And and even if it's like Jeff Mathis that like catches instead, like either catcher that catches for Atlanta with Darno out, like I'm in, um, in this spot, they're just both super cheap and a great match up here. Um, but outside of that, like Ozuna, Albies, Acuna, um, if Patchy's in the lineup, like, yeah, sign me up for these bats. Like Patchy's 2.3 K like, yes, Please.
2: Yep. We talked about Lester uh, not having the strikeout stuff anymore. Uh, He also gives up stolen bases and Atlanta is a team with some speed. I mean, if, if Acuna and Albies get on, they're, they're going to be running on him. So tons of upside here in the spot.
1: Yes, there is um, like Atlanta a lot. And if you're stacking Atlanta, do not, do not, do not leave Freddie Freeman out of your stack. I know he's expensive, and I know it's lefty lefty, but if you're hoping Atlanta gets to Leicester, you're hoping it happens quick. And maybe Freeman gets two of bats lefty lefty and gets three of bats against the righty. Like, don't do that, don't make that mistake. Um, because it'd be tough to stack Atlanta with Freeman. So everybody's gonna stack Atlanta without Freeman. Um, so don't do that. Go to the Washington side of things here, like Turner Harrison Zimmerman Castro Jan Gomes like they have a lot of bats that are good against lefties and Drew Smiley gives up home runs in bunches um I think he per inning leader in home runs per inning right now um in the majors like he's given up so many already to start the season like strikeout or home run
2: yeah. Washington's a great stack too. Uh, Teron- uh, Turner has been playing really well this year. Uh, Zimmerman is old and <laughs> seems to be washed up, but I mean, he, he's got power still. Uh, he'll hit one out and, and lefties is who he likes to do it against. So, um, Harrison Castro, uh, Gomes is cheap at catcher too. Uh, Soto I think is a wild card here because he hits lefties. Well, also, uh, you talked about it with Freeman people, even the lefties out of the, the stack when it's lefty lefty. Soto's in the same situation. So, uh, he's been activated. He hasn't played the last day or two. Um, but if he's back in the lineup, I'd be all over that too.
1: People do it all the time. It happens so much. Um, and like, I get it. Like the odds of it actually happening is lower, but when you have guys like Soto and Freeman, they're just elite talents. They can hit the ball out of the ballpark against the lefty. Um, it's gonna happen (laughs) it's crazy anyway um all right let's play the morning grind game give out our super draft play of the day and then we'll get out of here uh give me a guy under 8k to get six or more strikeouts
2: uh michael panetta is the obvious answer there
1: um yeah see if i knew the lineup for st louis i'd say walker or Gantt. Like, I think it comes from that game. One of those two guys would be the, the next best. Um, McKenzie might strike out six and walk six. So that's there so well. Uh, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust today?
2: Um, we talked about the K upside, but I think the Yankees' power wins. I, I think Lance McCullough is the one that busts.
1: Yeah, him and Duffy are the two guys that I like the least um, in this range. I think they're both very playable, though. Uh, but you know, part of the game is just to kind of figure out like who we like the least. Uh over 4K to hit a home run. We don't have course, so you can pick anybody that
2: you want. Well, I'm afraid I might steal your guy here because we were both all over the Toronto power. Uh Vladimir. Can you Guerrero. see hold on?
1: Could you yeah, <laughs> could you see my camera? That guy. <laughs> right there. That's him, yep. Yeah. So many, so many of those. I just need him to keep hitting home runs. I have so many Vlad for rookie cards. Um nice. Yeah, that was the guy I was gonna pick. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna go cheaper. I'm gonna go 4K exactly. I'm gonna stay in the same game. I'm gonna say Tiasco Hernandez at 4K um hits a home run. Give me a guy under 4K to get two hits.
2: Uh hitting at the top of the order uh for Kansas City. Uh, I think he's gonna be on base at least two or three times. Uh if if he sees a pitch to hit, Andrew Benatendi is my guy there.
1: All right, I like that one. Um, Not only is this guy going to get two hits, he's going to hit a home run at 2,300. Give me Christian Patchy in this amazing matchup. Like, He's going to get his first multi-hit game of the season, and he's going to go yard. Um, Stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got?
2: Uh, Definitely a couple of them that I like that I think can put up big totals. Um, I think Minnesota is the one I'm going with here.
1: I mean, it's Toronto, obviously, my favorite, but I'm going to give you guys another one. I like Washington a lot. Um, I think that game, just that game is going to be high scoring. What's the total? Nine and a half. I'd almost take the over in that game. <laughs> I, hate taking, <laughs> I hate taking, like, really high total overs, but that game sets up to be really juicy. Like, uh, it opened, oh, it's eight and a half. Why did I write down nine and a half? Oh, that has to be old. I must have refreshed my page. There's no way it opened to eight and a half. Yeah, that had to have been Wednesday's line.
2: Yeah, I've got it at nine and
1: a half. Nine and a half. I was going to say, there's no way. Uh, Like the over currently is even money. Like, yeah. um, That Chapman just hit a home run. Finally. All right. JD Martinez and Chapman, both Homer as we're doing the podcast. Like we need to keep talking. Um, speaking of overrunners, is there any bets that stand out to you here?
2: Um, uh, I think the Toronto Oakland run line is, uh, juicy at eight. Uh, we talked about how much we love Toronto power here. I think they hit several home runs and Oakland can, can do their part too. So give me the over eight, uh, Toronto Oakland.
1: I like that one. Um, not only do I like that one, I like the run line too. give me, Minus one and a half for the Blue Jays, plus 108. Um, I like that one. I think the Blue Jays are gonna put it on in this game. Um, and I think they beat them by more than two runs. So gonna go with that one. Um a sneaky line late in the day line. Um, I like the Marlins money line against the Diamondbacks with Bum Gardner against Pablo Lopez. Um I think it opened at like 125, so you can still get a little bit of them. So uh, all right, let's do super draft plays of the day. Um, anything standing out to you here on super draft?
2: I mean, uh, we've talked about Toronto. I'm going right to that area again. Uh, Boba at 1.4, I think is a great play.
1: He is so cheap. That is the guy that I had written down, but I had a second one written down just in case, um, that you were going to talk about him and, um, I do like once we started talking about it, I'm sure I was like, Oh, he's probably on it too, but I'm really high on Christian patchy today. And he's 1.75 over there on super draft. He's going to bat towards the bottom of the order and even more on super draft. People hate playing bottom of the order guys when they don't have a salary cap and they don't have to play those guys. So, you know, you mentioned Bichette Gritchick's 1.4 as well. Um, So there is some really solid value on Toronto Um, and then one other guy that I wanted to mention, um, I forget what his multiplier is. I got to pull it up really quick. I just remember looking at it, um, was Kiki Hernandez and Zan? like he's, um, he's 1.35 X over there. He's going to bat lead off the Boston Red Sox are probably one of the top stacks, if not the top stack on the slate. So I really like Kiki Hernandez, um, over there. This is just, it's a good spot for him here.
2: Um, anything else? I mean, just going through that. What a, what a fun slate we've got. We've got a ton of options at pitching. We've got some, some offenses we really love. Um, looking forward to this one. This is a fun slate.
1: This is a fun slate. Um, and it's a day game, like even yeah. better, sure. Yeah. even better. That's going to wrap it up here for Thursday. Appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. Also make sure you guys are checking out that super draft free roll. Take advantage of free money. Could be a great chance if you haven't played over there to kind of learn the site a little bit and uh, try to win some money in the process. So check that out. We'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.